0: So today i'll be talking with you all about why pray so prayer is easily seen as one of the things that we do as a believer but rarely is it seen as the most important thing that we do and i have to confess there's been times and seasons even in my walk with jesus where i've lost faith in prayer or that i see prayer as less than or just something that i do but it really doesn't do anything But I pray from today's message that you would see the importance of prayer and why God calls us to pray. And the fact that Jesus says so many times in the Bible about prayer and the importance of praying shows us that there is power in prayer. You know, Jesus wouldn't ask us to do something if it wouldn't mean anything. So I pray that, again, this message encourages you to pray for the things that God has been putting in your heart to pray for. If you're married, to pray for your spouse. If you have kids, to pray for your kids, right? To pray for the vision that God's given you, to pray for friends or family members that are not saved, that you know God has put in your heart to intercede for them. There is mountains that move only by prayer. And so I'll share a, a quick testimony. Um, I, I remember when I had you know, gone to Indonesia on my missions trip with my husband, the Lord really put it in my heart to also hand out some of my single but in relationship with God books and if you guys are listening and haven't read it, definitely check it out and we have a free devotional too on the Version Bible app but um, anyways, the first day we got there, my cousin, uh, well I put posted a story of my cousin and one of his friends saw me and said, oh my gosh, I read her book you know, and that was really what showed me like, okay God, you have something that you you want to do here with the book Unfortunately, when we went to Indonesia, I didn't bring any copies of the book. So, you know, when I came back home, one of my parents' friends were going to Indonesia, so I gave them a couple of my books and sent it off to my aunt. And the plan was to hand them to, you know, some of my cousins and a church in particular that I visited there. So, you know, the package got sent to my aunt and there was so much more in the package. It wasn't just my books, but it was also some things that my mom had given to her. So she got the package. And I think it was about a week later, you know, I contacted her asking, Hey, did you get the single but in a relationship with God books? And she said, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know where it went. You know, she even asked me, are you sure you sent them? And I'm like, Oh Lord, like, I know I did. And, you know, two weeks goes by just, she even asked, You know, in Indonesia, many have servants or maids. you know, what we call it here in the States. And so, you know, she even asked her servants and they looked all over the house and couldn't find it. And I remember I was like praying so hard. And I think it was a month later, like I prayed and prayed and prayed and still, you know, nothing happened. So then I, I just stopped praying. You know, I was like, you know, maybe my prayers are doing nothing. And I felt like during that time too, not only did this lack of faith affect the area of praying for these books to be found, but it also affected different areas of my life. I just stopped praying. And I think it was about maybe two months in, two months in, but you know, and again, by the way, when I was interceding, I was specifically praying that the Lord would just reveal the books to her, that it would just literally be shown to her. So two months, I think it was around two months later, you know, my aunt texts me and says, Gabby, the books are here. All along, it was in my bathroom, just wrapped up in a package, but it was literally right there in front of her, just like how I prayed. And so after I got that message, I realized, oh my gosh, Lord, like my prayers were doing something. You know, like what if I had not prayed? Would those books have been revealed? Would those books have been pointed out to my aunt? And so that really like, stirred the importance of prayer. And not just even in that moment too, but you know, after that moment, the Lord's also just been reminding me of praying for loved ones, you know, um, praying for the evil around the world, you know, like victims that are going through human trafficking. I even had a vivid dream from the Lord. And when I woke up, I remember I was telling God, Lord, what what should I do? You know, should I give? Should I go out and support or, or, you know, bring awareness and the Lord made it so clear. And he said, Gabby, you need to pray. And the moment he said that, I was like, wow, Lord, like even if I were to do those other things like give and serve, prayer has to be the first thing and the thing that we always do because it's the most powerful thing that we do because the battles that, you know, Ephesians 6 talks about it, that we don't we don't wage war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against evil darknesses, you know, like this is the evil that we're going through. And so if we're trying to fight evil, which is a spiritual thing with worldly things, it's not gonna affect it because the root issue is spiritual. And that's why we need to fight battles in prayer. You know, I've shared in the past testimonies even with my husband when he wasn't walking right with the Lord. And, you know, I remember at the time I was giving into discouragement, thinking like, well, God, see, like my prayers don't do anything. I still prayed, however, praise the Lord. And the Lord then told me like, Gabby, it's because of your prayers that he came to repentance. And so prayer is so powerful. Again, I wanna encourage you all. I I feel like as believers, we need this reminder. Like we can have a revelation and remember it, but we need to remind ourselves like every day, every week, the power and the importance of prayer. And I wanna take us to Luke 18. Um, I'm gonna read verses one through five and then seven through eight. So it says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up so first of all jesus gives this parable for what reason so that they remember to always pray and not give up you know if i were just to say that itself that would preach itself right such a strong message that jesus here is giving a parable for the purposes of reminding us to not just pray but to pray always right to pray always and not give up even when we don't see things changing So it says, he then said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, the judge, the evil judge, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she will eventually come and attack me. And will not God bring about justice? So and I'm skipping over verses seven and eight. And will not God bring out justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And so I love this parable that God, that Jesus gives because, you know, he compares it to a judge who is evil. But yet even with this evil judge, he grants the requirements, this plea of this widow, just because she keeps asking. And so now Jesus is contrasting us and reminding us, if an evil judge can do that, what about a loving God, right? And and we are his chosen people. We have the right to come before him. We are his children through Christ Jesus. And so how much more do we have the right to be able to ask the Lord and will he not move upon our prayers? And quickly it says, and we know that when Jesus comes back, there will be no more pain. There will be you know, eternity and and glory that comes about. But even here on this earth, I wanna encourage you to believe for breakthrough, for be- to believe that God can come through. And so not only are we called to pray always, but to believe that God hears our prayers and that he moves with the prayers that we speak. I love Matthew 18, 18 and 20. This is a passage that I always love to just recite right especially right before i'm about to pray with someone and or for something or for someone but it says here truly i tell you whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven again truly i tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three gather in my name there i am with them and so going to verse going back to verse 18, Jesus says, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose in earth will be loosed in earth. You know, this is so powerful. And he connotates this again to coming to agreement, right, in prayer with our other brothers and sisters in Christ. So things do happen, things get loosened on earth. Like I said, it's not just like we pray and then It's only gonna happen when Jesus comes back in eternity, but there are things now that Jesus wants to loosen. You know, that's why the Father's prayer, Jesus teaches them the Father's prayer and he says, you know, thy will be done, done on here as it is in heaven. That is what we need to be praying as believers. And you know, the disciples even asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, which shows you that the disciples saw the power of prayer it is so important, and again, like one of the reasons why we think prayer doesn't help is because we don't see things physically. But that's where we have to, again, not focus on the things that are seen, but also focus on the things that are unseen, because there is an unseen world that exists now and will come to fruition in its time. Second Corinthians 4.18 reminds us, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal this is so important again not to focus on what is seen but focus what is unseen there are there are real things that are unseen guys and I want to actually take us to the story I'm gonna get the passage here in 2nd Kings 6 17 to 18 this is the passage Elisha's with his servant and they're about to be attacked um, but here you know the servant's scared and he's like Elisha look at the army around us there's so much more than us. They outnumber us. And it says in verse 17, And Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha, the army of God. So this is right here. We get to get a glimpse of what is in the unseen world. You know, we have, and the scriptures even say, like God gives us angels to protect us. You know, like there's there is... Things that are unseen that are real. And then in verse 18, it says, As the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord. So again, the key is prayer. Strike, he prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. So the Lord, so he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. So, so powerful. You know, and we see so many, you know, men and women of God who moved powerfully and they prayed. I think about, you know, Queen Esther. She prayed and God moved on their behalf. You know, Joshua prayed for the sun to stop and it stopped. You know, everything stems down to prayer. And I I love what the Bible says too. I, I can't remember exactly what chapter, but it talks about how, you know, these men were just regular men, but they had faith in their prayers. You know, sometimes we can easily see people in the Bible as like superheroes, but they really are just like you and me, right, that we are all humans. And so we have access to see, God move through our prayers. Just like Elisha, he prayed and God moved. God moves in our prayers. And why you might ask he does that? Because he just wants to move and partner with us. That's just the loving aspect of God. And there may be some things that we don't know here on earth, but what we do know is that Jesus tells us to pray. So we don't need to figure it all out to do it. Jesus makes it clear and simple. Go and pray always. And prayer is also one of the armor of God. You know, Ephesians 6, like I mentioned earlier, talks about, how, you know, we don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, you know, the spiritual world. And then it lists out the armor of God. But I want to point out, you know, because we're talking about prayer today, I want to point out the last armor of God that is mentioned in Ephesians 6. It's verse 18. And it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. You know, Again, right here, we see this again. There's again, there's so many verses in the Bible that says pray always. Whenever the Bible, you know, whenever God tells us to pray, there's always, always tied to it. And then many times with Thanksgiving, those two things, you'll see that together. And of course, you know, fasting is another important thing too, which we'll talk about briefly, but prayer is a part of our armor of God. You know, Paul here is writing, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. So the importance is praying in the Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us in our prayers so that we can be aligned with God. And that's why it's so important, you know, like we have to surrender our lives to Jesus. It's not enough just to pray as an unbeliever, but we need to pray as a believer because it's in Jesus, by His Spirit, that His prayers are moved, that God hears our prayers. Proverbs 15, 29 says, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. So again, you know, every podcast, every message I'm gonna share is always gonna be about surrendering your life to Jesus because you cannot access even eternity without being right with Jesus. And again, it's not about living this perfect life. Jesus makes it clear that if we confess our sins and repent and turn away from it, he will forgive us and wash us clean. That's what he did on the cross. That's why Jesus died on the cross and he said it is finished because he's done everything that we need to earn salvation and be in right standing with the Lord. But what's not right is thinking, I can just be whoever I wanna be and still pray and God listens, right? We need to be living right with God and surrendered with God for him to hear our prayers. And if we are living that, again, prayer is powerful. The Lord moves and that's why as believers, we never have to give up, you know, Prayer does do things, and sometimes we don't see things in our lifetime. You know, Hebrews talks about when at the top chapter, Hebrews 11, on faith. Like these men and women of God, some of them didn't see these promises that God said in their lifetime, but they get to see it now in heaven. But we can always believe and trust that God is moving upon our prayers. I happen to also read Oswald Chambers, his devotional. If you guys haven't read his devotional, you need to read it. It's so good, and online they give free daily devotionals. But I remember the day that God was speaking to me about like the whole human trafficking thing and the importance of prayer, I got led to read Oswald Chambers' devotional. And it was so timely because he was talking about prayer. And he writes here, I just wanna read a little passage here that he writes. He says, the key to the missionary's difficult task is in the hand of God. And that key is prayer, not work. That is not work as the world is commonly used today, which often results in the shifting of our focus away from God. Uh, I'm gonna keep going here. The key is following the Master's order. The key is prayer. Pray the Lord of the harvest. In the natural realm, prayer is not practical but absurd. We have to realize that prayer is foolish from the common sense point of view. But we know as you know believers of Jesus and living in faith, prayer is not absurd. You know it moves mountains. But I love what he says there. You know, pray the Lord of the harvest. And, you know, it reminds me of Matthew 9, 38, where where it says, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So even in this passage, it's saying to pray for God to move basically, right? So when we're praying, it's inviting the Lord once again to move, to move on our behalf because yes, we can do things, but ultimately it's the Lord. You know, like I, I love, I can't remember exactly, it's somewhere in Acts where, you know, Paul is preaching, but it says, that God opened up their hearts to receive the gospel. You know, even we we are obviously called to preach, to do the works. You know, James says, faith without works is dead. We have to do our part, but we also can't forsake prayer, you know, because ultimately it's the Lord. It's the Lord who's done it. And the best way to stir up faith in prayer is to remember the things that God has done, to recount the things that God has done in the Bible, to find verses that, Stir up your faith, when, God, when you know, about faith and when God tells us to pray. you know Don't try to pray on your own strength. If you're feeling weak, that's fine, and that's perfect because your weakness should draw you to Jesus so that you pull on His grace, you pull on His strength. Remember, Jesus says, "'My grace is sufficient for you, "'for my power is made perfect in weakness.'" So even when we're feeling weak, you know, weak in prayer, we can go to God and ask Him to give us faith and then pray. Right, we want to pray with faith. Okay, so I want to end with sharing two verses. First Peter four seven says, "But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers." So again, we see the importance of praying. You know, not just praying for the evil that's going around, but also keeping ourselves in prayer that we may, may be sober, because the end times is coming. You know, Jesus is coming back, and when He comes back, He's no longer here to give us grace, but He's here. He's coming to judge the world. You know, my pastor recently was just talking about the importance of the fear of God. You know, we we have to realize that He's coming back. And so we must be serious and watchful in our prayers. You know, prayer, when we pray, praying is basically just communion, fellowship with the Lord, uniting our heart with His heart, seeing how He sees. And prayer is important to also inspect our own lives You know, I I love Psalm 139, the the last verse where it says, show me any anxiousness in my heart and lead me in the way of everlasting. We need to always invite the Holy Spirit in, you know, and, and be easy. it's okay to be easily convicted. You know, something that I've realized now, like as we walk closer with God and in essence more mature in the Lord, you realize how much more you need Him. You realize how much more, you know, sinful you are in the flesh. So we need to be serious and and so watchful in our prayers. In Colossians 4, verse 2 and 6, it says, Continue earnestly in prayer. So again, that word is earnestly. Like I said, whenever the Bible says to pray, there is always with that word earnestly or always. But continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with Saul, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And so it's so important as well to pray with thanksgiving because when we don't give thanks, our prayers can also can lead us to worry, you know, because we're just praying about these things, but we need to do it with thanksgiving, you know, with joy. Joy takes away the fear, takes away the, you know, disappointment, the feeling of not enough. Thanksgiving allows us to be filled with God's love so we can truly pray from a place where He is seated at. Jesus is seated in the right hand of God and we get to pray from that perspective and with that same heart and spirit as the lord so i I really pray pray that this encourages you all you know we could do so much more and and dive deeper into this but i want to encourage you as well for those that are listening if you are in need you know and and want to grow your relationship with god want to grow more in the word we do have our online bible studies we have one for women that i lead and men that my husband leads Um, and we do this every week it's a very close-knit group where there's, you know, discipleship, accountability, and, you know, my heart is to also encourage you to plug into your local church. Because we're not a church. We're just here to, you know, keep you accountable, especially if you are in a place where you're, you're needing that. And it's just so important because these, again, these podcasts, these videos, I can only share so much. But these Bible studies are a place where you get to, to lean and learn. So you can sign up, you know, the link is below you know, we'll do topical things too. We just finished our Embracing Singleness study group, so we'll do things topical. We're going to be doing something fun too in February. I won't share it now, but I'll share it soon, but it's just going to be awesome, you know, and so definitely sign up so you also get updates too on when we do those topical studies throughout the year, but I do pray that this blesses you, and so I want to pray for you now. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for every single person listening. I pray, Lord, that you would highlight to them the things that you want them to pray for, God, the things that are in your heart, Lord. God, even the people around them, Lord, coworkers, Lord, those that are not saved, I pray that they would partner with you in prayer, that they would intercede for these people and commit to it, that they would put it on their, their notes, on their phone, on their journal, and pray for these people, Lord, knowing that you move in our prayers, God, and what a privilege that we get to partner with you through prayer. I pray, Lord, that you would start showing them the power of prayer, that you would open up the scriptures and show them, God, the need to pray and to pray always. We don't have to just sit, be seated in our rooms to pray. We could pray while we're driving. We can pray while we're cooking. We can stop for two minutes and just pray. Lord, give them strategy. Holy Spirit, would you remind them to pray throughout the day and, and who to pray for. God, that they would also be in fellowship with you and also pray with you And Holy Spirit, would you show them anything in their lives, God, that things, Lord, that are displeasing to you, things that need to be removed so that they can grow in you, Lord. I thank you, God, for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you've been blessed with this message. And if you've been blessed with Living Revelations, I also want to invite you to give. And this time, I'm not just going to say give, but I'm actually asking you, will you give $5? So we're starting a campaign, you know, until next year, we have the rest of this year. Our goal is to get $30,000. And if just 6,000 people give a one-time gift of $5, we will reach this amount. And this amount will help us to continue to make resources like what you're listening to right now, helping others find God real in everyday life. We wanna build, you know, eBooks, Bible study guides for people to study the Bible. The first one that you are gonna be able to help us, anyone who sows the $5, you're going to help us to create our first ever John study guide book which I'm personally so excited about and so this is a you know something that we really just want to seriously take and so as you give that five dollars on our website at livingrevelations.com donations we will also email you at the end of the week telling you what number you are in you know out of the whole six thousand and so you get to play a part again we're just asking and I I purposely making this a small ask, a one-time gift donation of $5, because I know the power of us just giving a little, right? Giving what we have. And I know God's gonna use it so much, guys. Not only are you just gonna be making resources, but lives will be impacted. So I wanna encourage you, give, you know, give today, give in this moment, the $5, and I promise you, you will see the fruit of it. But thank you again, and I am looking forward to talking with you all again. And if you have any prayer requests, you can email us at infolivingrevelations.com. Thanks, guys, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.
1: There are estimated around 2 billion millennials in the world and around 2.5 billion Gen Z in the world. In the U.S. alone, there are more than 100 million millennials in Gen Z that don't believe in Jesus. Can you imagine how many unbelievers there are in the whole world? And there's an increasing number of Christian millennials in Gen Z who are leaving the faith. The rate of Christians becoming non-Christians continues to increase. And if we follow this trajectory, it is estimated that in 2070, only 35% of the population in the US alone will be Christians. Many are leaving the faith because people are not seeing Jesus rightly and finding God real in their lives. Our mission at Living Revelations is to help others find God real in everyday life through blogs, podcasts, media, online Bible studies, and conferences. More than ever does this generation need a revelation of Jesus, and those who are currently believers need to be instructed with the Word of God and reminded to obey God in their daily lives to see Him real. We are committed to planting seeds of God's word in the hearts of the next generation throughout the world. Here are some of the seeds we've planted around the world. Hi, everyone. My name is Clara. My name is Ariana. Hi, I'm Ronel. I'm Ellen from South Korea. I just want to give a shout out to Gabby and Michael. I am so appreciative of everything they've done. Gabby uh, was really there for me, really listened to me, and uh, she prayed for me. And honestly, it's exactly what I needed. I was struggling a bit with my relationship with God and trying to stay connected to him. And I think I underestimated how important community was. It has tremendously blessed my life. I have met with other women from other walks of life, which has kept me encouraged and strengthened. I get to know the word of God for myself, follow Jesus wholeheartedly. I'm very much planted and I am i feel God uh, really just um, bringing me to different uh, levels in my life. I absolutely love their podcast episodes and I am in the process of reading her book. Single but in a relationship with God, Gabrielle openly shares her imperfections and vulnerabilities, which deeply moved me. I was greatly inspired by her courage, and most importantly, through her story. I felt a strong sense of God's love and grace. And from the first night alone, I felt impacted. I felt like it was really it was really a good change that I needed. And also, it helps me to remember that I'm not alone in this journey of becoming closer to Christ. So, thank you, Living Revelations. Our podcasts have had over 40,000 downloads. Our social media posts are reaching 120,000 people weekly. Our blogs too have reached around 30,000 people, hitting almost every continent in the world. We have also seen a great transformation in the girls we disciple through our online Bible studies. Our online Bible study is a place where we dive deep into the Word, learn how to grow our relationship with God, and build community for the girls to encourage one another. We have had over 350 girls from over nine countries be a part of our online Bible studies. Our goal is to see an increase of faithful Jesus lovers among millennials and Gen Z by sowing seeds of God's truth worldwide to help them find God real in their everyday
0: life. The Bible makes it so clear that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The Lord says in his word, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me.
1: We are looking to raise $30,000 for this coming year to produce study guides for others to study the Bible, to continue producing more media, and to expand online Bible studies and conferences. Will you sow a seed to the next generation? You can
0: give and partner with us today at livingrevelations.com forward slash donations.